Hello and good morning, people. I hope you're doing well. Some of you may be coming off a holiday weekend and maybe are readjusting to life in some way and to work or to school or whatever it might be. Um, and, and truth be told, while I respect and appreciate holidays, I try to live my life as though every day is a great day. And some days aren't great days. Some days, even off days, are not always great days. But you know, we live in this system where we're kind of told that we're supposed to be a certain way on certain days. The system is very set up for the kind of, we you know you hear about the nine to five, and we get holidays off and weekends, and on weekends it's like people work so hard all week, and then Friday comes, and then they party, and they wake up Saturday like, oh, maybe they're hungover, maybe they're just feeling good, and they got some adventure planned, um, and then they might party again the next night, or they sleep in on Sunday, or whatever it is, and then Sunday becomes that dread waking back, you know, or getting ready for Monday, because we're back to work, and we have to do it, and then some days we have holidays, and we get an extra day, we have this beautiful extra day, and what do we do? You know, we celebrate, we party, and we do all these things, and whatever, <clears throat> but for me, as someone who hasn't really lived in that world um, in a very long time, if really ever, um, I don't really focus on those certain random, random days. I tend to focus on just every day. So the random holidays here and there, I don't want to call them random, but, you know, like they kind of pop in like, oh, it's September, whatever. You know, I, I like to appreciate every day because I find that when you appreciate every single day that is brought forth to you, there's an opportunity to create something great, whether you are at work, even if you have a nine to five. But if you're only seeing these certain days as good days and, and looking forward to them, you're living in the future. Um, and this is such a big thing that uh, when you hear people talk about living in the moment a lot and the importance of it. But you know, we as humans, we tend to always be living for something. And I, I even someone like myself, I see myself in these moments where I'm like, wow, I'm not even being present right now. I'm just thinking about like what I'm supposed to be doing or what I just did and how it went. And usually we're in one of the two states. We're thinking back on the past. And we're thinking about you know what did we just do. How did it go? Did we do the? Did we say the right thing? Did we do you know whether it was an interview or a date or whatever? Say the right thing, do the right thing. Did people like me? Did they not like me? Was it successful? Not? Or looking into the future and thinking, oh man, I got to do that. Like, is it going to be hard? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to do it right? We're rarely actually in the moment. And what I noticed myself recently was I've been in this state of like not being in the moment when I'm like actually should be in the moment you know so I'm in these states where I'm sitting there and I'm like you know okay I'm really waiting for this moment and so I'm living into the future I'm living into this thing like wow like you know now it's cool but I can't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow I'm going to do this really cool thing and it's going to be awesome and I visualize myself and get into it you know but then I get to that moment and then I'm thinking about some other moment you know and it keeps takes me kind of out of the present um, so recently on Sunday, uh, we were hit up by Casey Neistat and his team. They're doing this like small little creator party at 368. And the basic idea is they want to have some creators together, kind of hang out, get to meet everyone. Um, and they asked us to cook for it, you know, hang out as well, but also to cook some epic food. And, and they don't, they know a lot of the creators there. They don't know us yet. And, and they're fans of our channel. Um, so we're like, oh, wow, that's cool. You know, you never know who like watches your show. I've been seeing Casey Neistat for many years and he's kind of, if you don't know, I'm sure most of you do, but he's like the, he's like the YouTube OG, you know, if, if ever there was an Oprah of the YouTube, and I'm kind of kidding, but he's like the guy who really reinvented the wheel of what YouTube could be and inspired millions of people. Um, and he's got, you know, 10 million followers now on every episode. He, he works very, let's just say he's one of the hardest working people. Like he's running, you know, 10 miles a day and he's got, uh, you know, he's got kids and he has multiple companies and he films a video almost every day and, and he travels around the world. And sometimes like I saw a video where 
he literally just flew to, I think, like, the Bahamas or something, or Bermuda, for just the afternoon to, like, fly a new drone and do some drone shooting, and then he came right back. And, like, to me, that is insane and amazing and crazy and wild. Um, and that's Casey Neistat. He's just, like, he his slow, he's part of the slogan of the do what you can't with Samsung. Um, and I think he's a great poster child for that of, like, do what you can't, like, go beyond what you think is possible. Um so anyhow, we got invited to this thing, and I was supposed to come to New York City on Thursday, um, and Mike and I were going to do some filming. I was going to go home and see some family, because I haven't been back to Philly since I moved to Denver. Um, we were, we were going to do some filming the following week, take some meetings, but we get this email on Sunday asking, and of course, it's the day before I'm arriving, so I decided to change my plans. I felt called. I kind of felt like a Casey moment of like, you know, what would Casey do? He would change his flight and he would fly in and, and be epic so my brother went and shot for the food which is really kind of him um we got a menu together we're making these epic tacos and i'm going to fly in tomorrow and then go directly to the studio do some filming at 368 um, with whoever's around and then we're going to do this party and have a great time and then i'm going to get on with the rest of my trip um so i'm kind of in a bit of a rush mode but i've been making sure like even though time seems like this like thing that just disappears like you can stretch time so i've been really making sure to put in the proper effort to really be ready for the things that i need to do without being so stuck in that future phase because there's a lot of stuff new york city it's like we're working we're shooting a new series you know we're doing this casey thing we're doing meetings like i'm meeting friends family all there's all these different things that are like on this docket list plus all the stuff i have to do that's just like you know my day-to-day stuff going to new york traveling and working it's not like a vacation this is a full-on work experience um so it's very easy for me to get caught up in this idea that there's so many things i need to do and like preparing and stressing and oh this and this and this and I gotta now I have a half of an extra day or my whole day is gone so I need to take more time um, so I've definitely gone through all those phases and I will say this I do believe it's important to <clears throat> take time to visualize your future but don't get caught in it take a moment take a present moment say okay this is the time like this morning I sat and I laid in bed and I just kind of prayed that everything would go well in New York and I visualized myself you know having being really powerful and doing it really well and and with grace and finding new um, healing and new openings and all this stuff but during the day that because I did that and I set that intention in the morning now I can just focus and be present to the things I have to do today because I still have plenty of things to do here and it's very easy to get caught up in what I have to do tomorrow and the flight but like no I got my details set up I made my list and once those things are made it's like do your best to be present and here's the thing if you if you struggle um like I have in many situations to be present um know that's okay don't beat yourself up it's it's about catching yourself it's like eating when you're eating if you're present with your food it's an amazing experience but a lot of times even myself like I get kind of mindless and I start sh- I'm watching TV and I'm shoveling food in my mouth whatever and I, all it takes is just pausing stopping and reminding yourself to be in this moment because the worst thing you can do is to beat yourself up for not being the thing that you should be. You know, we have all these shoulds in our life. It's like, oh, I, oh man, I should be more present. You know, I should be living in the moment. I should be more inspired. I should be happier right now. I shouldn't be depressed. All these shoulds and shouldn'ts. And they kind of, like, the, the word should, like, honestly, it's probably one of the most, should and shouldn't are both equally, I think, negative. There's rarely sentences where uh, should, other than like, oh, I should be going, you know, I should be getting out of here now, but like that word should 
it's a very odd word, especially thinking about it right now. It's kind of one of those words that we just throw in all the time. But when you really like dig deep dive and dig into that word, it's kind of a negative and, and just not forward-moving word. I mean, how often do you say should when it's like a positive, good thing? It's like, it's this just heavy word when you really break it down, but we're so conditioned to say it. Oh, I should be getting out of here. I should be, I should eat this. I should eat that. I should get to bed on whatever. It's like, but when you say those things and you speak that word, you're creating this state in your life where you're actually not really being present because you think you need to be doing something. And then that leads back to self-hate. I know for myself, a lot of times I get very, um, I get very shut down. I get in this state of deep, deep, deep frustration because I feel like I need to be doing all these things. And when I'm in a state of not doing something, like I just get upset with myself. And a great example is uh, being sober. So I've been sober now for two months. Um, I've been completely drug free. Um, for two months now and it's been a wild ride like I can say oh it's been amazing and this and that but the truth is like it's been a lot of things some days are really really rough Um, some days are great and I feel totally better my dreams have been so much more vivid I had the most amazing dream uh, two nights ago like without even getting to the dream it was the most beautiful and vivid like Imagine going to the most beautiful place in all of the world and just being epically blown away. I felt like I was on another planet and just I was in nature and we were like on this little plane and everything was just like the most mind-blowingly beautiful thing you have ever imagined in your life. And I just remember being in complete awe by this beauty that I was seeing. So just to start, the dream thing has been great, but there are definitely things that are really rough and a huge struggle and... um I find that my biggest thing that I beat myself up about is I'm used to having this space at night. You know, I I talked about this a little bit, but like you said, this space at night where I could smoke and like maybe I'd have my stresses of the day and then I would get high at night and just like totally transform into this really like fun, energetic, like just tapped in, creative, excited, funny, awesome person in my mind. The truth is that wasn't always the case by any means, but like I would be so passionate and so inspired and so excited and just like lit up and wanting to share and everyone I talked to was just like so easy and boom, boom, and what's this and life and yes and love and la and all these things. Um, and I've lost that. And I was at the doctor the other day and I went to the doctor for the first time in a very long time. I, If you know me, I'm someone who... Um, you know, I just use food to heal myself. I used to go to the doctors a lot and take lots of medication. Now I take nothing. Um, and I realized the only medication I've been taking in the last, basically the last 10 years has been marijuana because people consider it, you know, a medical thing. Um, and even that's gone now. Uh, so I guess like that was, that was my medication. Now I have no medication, period. I'm not even a caffeine drinker. Um, I like my kombucha, but I don't drink caffeine for the sake of like needing it. You know what I mean? I'm not like a morning coffee drinker by any means. Uh, I just like the flavor of kombucha. I like making myself. So I went to the doctor the other day, and, I, and she was asking me about, you know, history of drugs and stuff. And I told her uh, marijuana, but that I quit two months ago. And she's like, how's it been? I was like, you know, it's good, but it's also been really rough. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like losing your best friend. And I was completely shocked by what she said. Um, I, you know, I've lost best friends before and some just like fade away and I had a best friend who took his life but um those were obviously very different experiences but I never thought about taking something out like a drug as losing something that 
big. I knew I was losing something, but like as a best friend, and I was like, wow, it's kind of been in a weird way. She was right, you know. It really hit me. I was like, oh, it's it's rare that I hear things in life where that just like smack me in the face so hard, where I'm just like whitewashed. Like, oh my god. Um, she's like, yeah, it's like losing your best friend. And when I when I kept you know, pondering on that, and it made more and more sense. You know, here's this thing that was very comforting to me. It was this thing that allowed me to feel connected to myself and to other people, and it was like the the bridge to that. And when it was gone, I just had me. You know, and while I like me and I love myself, there's a lot of times where I needed that thing to really feel those moments. Um, so I was kind of been was taken out of that, and that was just oh my lord. Um, it's just phew, wow. Um, I'm still kind of flabbergasted by it. So the point is, I have been beating myself up about this whole idea of like, you know, not being in that space that I, I can be when I'm high. But I've spent the last 17, 18 years going to that space, using that drug so I could get to that place instead of actually seeing what I'm like just as me. You know, and I've been frustrated that I'm not already back into that space because I, I knew when I got off drugs, I was like, you know, it's gonna be really rough, but eventually I'm gonna like refine myself and my, you know, my chemicals are gonna balance back out and I'm gonna find that joy again and that excitement just sober. Um, and it comes in moments, but it's not all the time and it's not an on demand. Like, you know, drugs are an on demand thing. You know, you, you press a button, you, you, you light a lighter, and all of a sudden you're in this new space. Um, but, you know, living a sober life is a much more patient man's game. and Sometimes it takes like me not just sitting around but like getting outside and going for a run, working out, singing, whatever it is to get back into that space. And I'm seeing little little moments more and more and more where I'm getting into those places. But it's not an on-demand thing. It's not this continual thing that just happens whenever I want it. Um, so I've been missing the thing and I've been really frustrated with myself sometimes because I'm like, oh, even telling my wife, like, you know, I feel like I'm just boring now. You know, I feel like I'm just not that exciting guy who like could like take you out on these dates and just like be really passionate and inspired and all this stuff. And even though those are all stories and things made up in my head, um, I have been really frustrated with myself by the fact that I haven't been in that space. So that is an example I'm talking about. Like if you're if you feel like you need to be doing something, you should. Like, I should be more fun and more funny and more adventurous and more spontaneous. You know, all it's going to do is create this state of just feeling more and more and more shut down and more frustrated with yourself. So if you're feeling like you should be doing something and you're not, just allow yourself to be okay with it. Just sit there and just be like, you know what, this is okay. I'm not, I'm not feeling inspired right now or, you know, I'm not whatever. I um, just want to chill. I even say with naps, like, when I'm tired, I get, listen, I have a lot of energy but certain times in the middle of the day, like, I get really tired sometimes. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Instead of fighting it, I just take a nap. It might be for five minutes. I might just close my eyes for a minute. But just taking that minute or two can completely reset and reshift your life. If you try to fight sleep, oh, my God, it's going to be, like, such a freaking nightmare because you're always going to be teetering on the edge of just, like, you know, like, in this yawny state. Like, allow yourself to yawn, allow yourself to pass out for a little bit. And listen, even if you have work, like, figure out a way to work it so you could take a break for five minutes and just rest your eyes. Because allowing yourself to just shut off for a few minutes is a huge reset. It's amazing how much five minutes of just shutting your brain down. Because when your brain is always on or always fighting to stay awake, it's so much energy wasted. Um, when you allow yourself to shut down for a few minutes, you can feel totally refreshed. It's like taking a shower. You're like, oh, my God, I feel so good, which reminds me, I do need to take a shower today um, because I, don't, I I took one, I think, yesterday morning, but we went for a hike, and I did not want to take one at night. 
Um, and I've been doing a lot of working. We're redoing our kitchen, a lot of hands work and painting work and all that stuff. Anyhow, um, this concept of really being present um, shows up in most people's lives. I know it sure does show up in my life all the time. Um, and it's something that I really pride myself on to be present. But, you know, I also give myself grace because all you can do every day is just get a little bit better. And um, I think that is a huge thing. And I would like to talk about that a bit more on the next podcast. So I hope you guys are well. If you would like to um, donate to the podcast, uh, that would be absolutely incredible. There's a button on Anchor. Um, You can support the channel. Uh, I'm doing this because I love it. Um, And the more people that support it, the more ability I have to do it um, and the more encouragement I feel. Um, But I really just appreciate sharing these things with you guys and I hope you have a beautiful day.